One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Come on, let's work. You can wish for it, or you can work for it. You gotta work for greatness. If you ain't working, you should be working. These are the confessions of a workaholic. Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This is your girl, Coriel, and today is an exciting episode because we have an award-winning millennial in the building. Our conversation is brought to you by Work, Pray, Slay Weekend, which returns to ATL November 1st through 4th. For details on how you can attend the biggest and best women's weekend of the year, be sure to log on to WorkPraySlay.com. Today, you get to hear from B. Brown, who was recently named one of the top 25 African-American millennials in public relations by Huffington Post. Her top-tier public relations firm, The B Agency, has gotten their clients' placements in Black Enterprise, The New York Times, Huffington Post, Essence, and many more. This woman definitely knows her stuff when it comes to working your way into the media. So B, are you ready to confess? Absolutely. So I always like to start the conversation by asking what your professional background is in, because I always find it so interesting how our passions can lead us away from our profession. So what did you start your career doing? I started my career working at a top tier Fortune 500 um, mortgage company um, based in downtown Detroit. And I was actually doing PR at the same time, but I was giving about 
50% of my time working in the communication sector and client service sector of a mortgage company. So, <laughs> and now, and now I'm here. So you're still kind of remixing, you know, what, what your um, experience was in, in your own um, entrepreneurial career, which we see so often. And I love, you know, that we can still use these degrees. We can still use this experience. None of it has to go to waste um, when you are building your business. Um, and I know your expertise is in PR, but before we get into PR, I want to talk about um, the last line in your bio, um, which I didn't read. And it says, be currently reside plays and works to rebuild Detroit as the new renaissance. Why is it so important um, to you to stick around and stand by your city? And what do you think can be done to rebuild it um, as the new renaissance? Absolutely. And so a funny story that goes along with that. So I'm not originally from Detroit. I'm originally from a suburb that's about 15 to 20 minutes outside of Detroit. So it's in the same house, basically. It still counts. It still counts. It still counts. So, <laughs> so definitely Detroit is something where I spent summers here. When I was younger, we used to go to a, um, to a lot of activities and events that were downtown Detroit. And it was just so much vibrancy and so much culture and so much history that's embedded in the city to where it's a part of me it's a part of my culture it's a part of me actually understanding and learning tradition and thing you know just building my own personal foundation in my own my family in my family and so with that um I built a lot of relationships with a lot of individuals and I saw how they moved I saw how they hustle and if you don't know anything about Detroit it's all about the hustle like people hustle really, really hard. It's no place like Detroit in the world, as I know people will say about their own city. But it's just a little bit of a difference of how people move in Detroit. And it was so much backlash surrounding the city when I moved to Detroit after I graduated from college, because I um, studied at Eastern Michigan University, which is um, about 30 minutes um, from downtown Detroit, close to Ann Arbor, Michigan, where University of Michigan is. And I moved down here when I was working at my, as the, at, at the mortgage company. And I wanted to give back to something that had such a ugly reputation around it. And I knew that wasn't true. So this was a time when Detroit was, had declared bankruptcy. We were going through the announcement of the Kwame Kilpatrick trial. And Kwame Kilpatrick was one of the mayors in Detroit who, it's a lot of controversy surrounding him. So it was just a lot of controversy surrounding the city. And it was a, not, not a lot of negative backlash of what the city is going to become, what the city is worth. And then, of course, you saw all the advertising and promotion around the um, foreclosure market, how every thing down the street in Detroit was abandoned houses and for me it was just kind of like that's not true and so I just felt something inside of me just be, being friends and being a part of different organizations and events to where it's like I think millennials and young professionals are going to bring back Detroit we're going to bring back the innovation we're going to bring back what you thought you knew about Detroit and kind of flip that script and that's why I stay here another reason why is because people don't assume or they don't think that we're going to stay here and when we say we I'm meaning the millennials the young entrepreneurs the young professionals because they're thinking that we're going to move to you know New York or Chicago or Atlanta but it's some of us who want to still rebuild because we may think of Detroit as a puzzle or a challenge and some of us are like you know what it's a lot of potential it's a diamond in the rough and we can we can help revitalize that and rebuild that and that's why I do what I do in Detroit. 
I love it. And I know that you are surrounded by, you know, your, your, um, your clients and your friends and the other people in the community that are staying and sticking, you know, sticking by the city side. And I love that you all are so dedicated um, to Detroit and to, to rebuilding because it has such a rich history and it plays such a major part in, in Black culture, um, you know, from music, from music to, to the, um, to even Ford, you know, what Ford and, you know, the, the um, motor companies did for, for black people is just so much. Um, so, and aside from, you know, the work that you're doing, one of your clients, Megan, who we had on um, Confessions a couple of episodes ago, she has an amazing um, business, Femology, that she has opened up in the city, you know, to give back and to connect and to just be a safe space uh, for millennials. So I love it. I love that you all are not just talking about it, but y'all are really doing something about it. Um, and so you are doing PR different from most other millennial publicists that I know about. Um, what differentiates you, in your opinion, from everyone else? Absolutely. So what I feel like I differentiate myself is I really, really challenge my clients as well as students to actually understand who they are outside of a website, outside of a logo. Anyone can pitch, you can pitch yourself, you can get yourself placements. You don't sometimes need to invest in someone every single month or pay a retainer. But I was coming across a lot of inquiries of individuals who they were asking for, you know, I wanna share my story, I wanna tell my narrative, but they don't even know what the narrative was. And it kind of took me back to saying, okay, let's go back to square one. Number one is your foundation laid in terms of your branding, your website, and then what does, do, those, do those things mean? And then who are you as an entrepreneur or a business owner or as a professional? And a lot of people couldn't answer that question. So I took it a step further and I was like, you know, what? I'm about to start asking people, who are they and how can I help them become their brands? So I introduced educational workshops to where I'm not teaching public relations. I'm not teaching individuals how to pitch. I'm not teaching any of that. I'm teaching individuals how to pull back layers to understanding their why and how they can craft their own personal narratives and how they can relate and how they can push out content and push out products and push out experiences for their actual target so it can bring in more revenue so it can branch into things that they've never imagined but i really think it's very very important that you have to understand who you are so you can correctly speak to your target like the back of your hand and so with me and with my agency holds a very very firm expertise in is we help individuals become their brands. We ask the questions that a lot of individuals may shy away from, but we're like, let's break those layers back so you can properly tell your story correctly. And then when you're being interviewed, you know how to answer those things and it can really convey your story so people can know who you are without even meeting you, but it's outside of a website and a logo. And how I came of with this theory and notion of what I believe in is because it's my own personal testimony, my own personal story. I lost my mom when I was 18 years old. And then I founded my business when I was in college still in 2011. And I was just going, going, going. And I was just collecting money, doing resin. I was doing everything under the sun that didn't even make sense. And I wasn't making money from it. And when I really reevaluated who I was and what my why was and why I wanted to serve this core of individuals that's when everything started coming together when I was being actually truthful myself and I was able to create my personal narrative so I want to do that and be that voice for other individuals who are entrepreneurs and business owners 
you make such a good point because I think so often, you know, in the age of like Instagram entrepreneurship, which I love the fact that people are being empowered and inspired, you know, to be their own boss, boss and start their own business. But in the age of the social media um, CEOs, a lot of times people want to do things out of order. People want to put the cart before the horse. They want to come up with all the products, but they haven't thought about, you know, the systems or the story or the why, you know, the foundation of what, you know, what they are building this whole thing for. Um, and then they look up and they might even be successful in something, but they don't like it. They're not interested. They're not really passionate about it. Um, and so I think that it's so important um, and so much, um, you know, so so valuable and, and very much needed um, that you help people figure out what their story is. Because uh, a lot of people may share your skill, but nobody has your story. So you can figure out, you know, how to, how to even just tell that, you know, that is definitely very, very valuable. What are some things that business owners can do on their own um, to get exposure for their business? Aside from really, really drilling down to what, what's their why and, you know, who is their target audience and what is their story and how do they want to tell it? What are some things that people can do on their own if they are, you know, building their business on a budget and may not have um, the, the funds to invest in a publicist or, you know, a retainer? Absolutely. And um, with that, I tell people all the time, you know, investing in a publicist or agency is something that I never would drill down someone. So like you need a publicist because, you know, having a business or having a product does, does cost money. And so we have one tool, social media. It's, you know, sometimes it can be a gift and a curse, but you can also use that to your advantage to 125%. So with social media, um, it goes hand in hand with tying in and building relationships. And so those are two tools to where you have a tool that's social media to where you can set aside $20 and you can get imagery done and you can purchase Facebook ads that reach a certain market over 2,500 individuals. And that can be a marketing tool where you've only spent $20. You can budget every month. We're going to set aside $50, set aside $20. So you have that tool. Then you have the power in relationships. So I look at it as when you're following someone on Instagram or following someone on Twitter, that could be a relationship that can branch into something that can bring in thousands and uh, over, you know, six figures. And it's all about not just liking, not just um, befriending someone, but really having a conversation with them. And that can build into something bigger. And people are always going to be watching you. And that can be something to where you're not investing money, but you're investing relationships, you're investing time, which we know time is very important to us. But you have two tools to where people have built six figure businesses from them. And I really want people to really understand that you can put things out there in terms of visuals, pictures, as well as being transparent on social media, and it can attract so many types of journalists and writers who will become interested in your story that you would never even imagine. And right now with the transition of how people are using social media, journalists and writers from major publications, that's how they're finding their stories on social media from a simple post that you're doing yourself that you didn't pay anyone to do or pitch for you. Um, of course, this is a one in a 20,000 chance, but 
it can eventually happen if the work goes into it. Um, another tool, of course, you have, you know, smaller things. I love Canva. Um, that's a tool where you can craft and create your own flyers or you can craft and create your own social media graphics to where you can create content that can speak to your own, um, your own target within your own language. So social media is a number one tool that I love to tell people about because you have an open and free space to where you can craft and create your own language and your own content and connect with people and connect with your clientele and have direct conversations with them at, right at your fingertips. Such good advice. Um, and there's no quick fix, you know, especially if you don't have the money to invest, you're going to have to have the time, you know, you definitely are going to have to have the time and you're going to have to get creative. But if you are strategic, and if you are really, really intentional with your connections, um, you can definitely, definitely create some relationships and create some revenue using free tools. Um, I feel like people like to make excuses, you know, I feel like when people ask me, you know, how am I supposed to market my business if I don't have any money? I kind of just want to be like, okay, you just gonna have to figure it out. Because the people who really want to know, they're not asking. You know, they're figuring it out. They're doing it. Um, so there is, if there's a will, there's a way. Like, it can definitely be done. Don't let your budget stop you. Plenty of people have done a whole lot with just a little. Um, so, B, what would you say is like one misconception about PR? What do you think that, um, well, what's your definition of PR, first of all? Because I feel like PR is one of those terms that's like way overused. Everybody, you know, has publicists in their title somewhere, somehow. And a lot of people are using it maybe in different ways. So how do you define public relations and what is a misconception about it? Um, one, okay, I'll start with the misconception that someone that you, when you hire a publicist they're going to make you viral or make you famous that same day or that same week or overnight um the, that's a myth depend pr takes time especially if you're coming from the point that you're a small business owner it takes time pr is a relationship that you build with the publicist so you're building that with someone you can trust so there may be someone that you go into a retainer which is something that you pay per month to a publicist to pitch you to send your story to different um outlets and things of that nature and they may not get anything and it may not be the agency or the publicist it could be that's not on the circuit of what the writer is interested in or it could be something else going on in the world that has more of a buzz that can get more it's more for, it's more of a, a need or a want um so don't think that when you get a publicist it's on a popping you about to be on the cover of vogue like don't don't think that i have a, a great story for actually what's going on with me and megan um but i'll talk about that a little bit later but my definition of what public relations is and as you said you know everyone can have their own different definition of what public relations is but in my simplest form it's relating a product story or person to the public or to their public. So I'm taking something or someone and I'm relating what that function is, what that event is, what the mission is to a certain public. And that public can be under the branch of who is their target. And that's when it goes into your pitch into different media outlets. So the simplest form relating a product service person to a public in the form of media. Mm -hmm. So for my entrepreneurs who are listening and they feel like, okay, 
you know, I might be at the place where I need a publicist, but I'm just not sure. Mm-hmm. How do you know if your business is ready for a publicist or if it can even benefit you really? Absolutely. And, and I, I like to say it's a, not even a trial and error run, but um, it's something that you have to experience just to kind of see how it goes. And I know I tell everyone, make sure your foundation is laid before you reach out to anyone to represent you in terms of public relations. And when I say your foundation is laid, meaning so I look at it as a house. So your brand is a house. So what that means is you want to make sure you have a website done. You have up and running social media. You have either a speaker or a media kit. If you're in the, you're a keynote speaker, you want to get speaking engagement, things of that nature. Um, if you have a product, you want to make sure that your, your website is up and running, that you have updated images, that you have your product ready and presented, you have labels, things of that nature. A publicist cannot properly do their job if they don't have those items in, in place and in order. So if you're thinking of it as like a real estate or a house, the publicist is that real estate agent. Their job is to sell the house, your brand house, to the public, who is the individuals who, or your clients, who are going to purchase that home. And so you can't sell a house if it has uncut grass, if it has broken, um, a leaking roof. Those things are going to be harder for that publicist to do their job in the sale, and it's going to put you at a backtrack where you're going to be spending money. But it's like, okay, we have to backtrack and get these things these foundational things lay. Um, even though there may be some agencies like myself, we walk individuals through that process if they need help in terms of finding resources, getting the website done, getting those things done, but we help them through that. Um, but sometimes some publicists say, you have to come with me with everything in order because I've dealt with publications to where if you pitch to them, they want to do a story, and if you say, well, here's our their website, or they don't have a website, then that's a dead story for them because they're going to write a story and they don't have anything to direct how to find you to, and you don't want that because it's like you're wasting money on paying a publicist. They get a pitch for you, but then you can't do anything with it. So it's wasting time and money, which we don't want. Um, another point of when you know you're ready to get a publicist, sometimes when you're receiving an honor or a, a award, um, if you want to send it out to local press and media and say you're being nationally recognized and honored for a certain work. That can be a time when you can invest in someone to help pitch to get the story out there um, in terms of your work, as well as if you have a product launch coming out. And it's something that may be innovative, it may be something that's new, that's not on the market, and you feel like, okay, I want to get the buzz out there to national outlets or maybe even just local. You have something that you're like, I want to shoot this out so as many people can can know what I'm doing out there, as well as you can have a publicist to reach out to different publications and media to send your product to different influencers or ambassadors. It, it varies of, of many roles, but when you're ready for a publicist, it's to a point where you're like, okay, I need someone to help manage certain things that I can't manage anymore, but I have the income to pay this person because it's, with public relations, we're like the superheroes, the behind the scenes superheroes. We do a lot of behind the scenes that people don't see us do. And I'm not going to say every single publicist that you've ever come in contact with, you know, can get you every single placement, but you have to understand that it comes, it's time that goes along with that. And it's relationships. So publicists live off of the relationships that they have with press and media. So it's a, a long branch of things, but just have a full understanding that you'll know when you're ready, when you're like, okay, 
I'm ready for somebody to help me with this because it feels like things are growing to a, a larger scale that I can't handle anymore. As well as when, if you put something out there and you have a lot of press and media reaching out to you and you don't know how to respond back to them, that's when you know it's time to reach out to a publicist or agency. I'm so glad you made it clear because I personally feel like, and I'm even, I don't know if I necessarily felt like a publicist was just going to like turn me into Beyonce, but I do think that people feel like, okay, I can just hire this publicist, mm-hmm. pay this retainer, and I'm going to be like on the cover of Essence. Yep. And you might be, you but might. Um, it's, unless you are Beyonce, like it's not going to be like an overnight thing. It's not, it's not, you know, it's just not going to happen. So I have found, you know, I've worked with publicists in the past and, and the better experiences have definitely been when it was for like a specific project. Like you said, if I'm launching something or, you know, for my book tour or for a specific event, but when you're just kind of expecting somebody to just throw the net out there every month and hope for the best, it's really hard to kind of, it's really hard to, um, to calculate the return on your investment, you know, when you do it that way. Um, so, so great advice. Those, that's a really great way to, to kind of figure out if you're ready. Um, so you talk about relationships, um, and I know I'm, I'm always talking about, you know, there's so much power in your people. What has been most beneficial in your career? Would you say it's been, um, mentorship or partnership? Oh, that's so hard to choose either or because they both play an important role to where I am today. Um, I, but I would probably say partnerships um, just because it's so much power in partnerships and, and not being, when we say partnerships, not saying this is a partner in my agency, but this is someone who I've met them along the way. But I know if I need anything, I can reach out to them and we have a partnership. We have a mutual understanding that we're going to help each other out, you know, as much as we can. And we're going to respect each other's time, monetary, if you know, X, Y, and Z. But there's so much power in relationships to where I'm doing, I got my first client just off of a relationship. My first client was um, Tommy Walker of Detroit versus everybody. And Tommy didn't know me from nothing. And I had an event a long time ago when I was still in undergrad and I wanted him to come because I knew of his work. I knew what he did. This is when the shirt, the brand um, was still new. A lot of people didn't know about it, but I knew about it and I invited him to come out. And that's where we built a relationship. And then he followed me and watched my work and you never know who's watching. And that's when he approached me and said, hey, I want you to handle some things for me. And that's when he became my first client. And we're in 2018 still going strong. But the power in partnerships is so key. And when we say partnerships or, you know, relationships, it's like you may have to volunteer. You may do something free for someone um, down the line, but it's all going to come back full circle. And I really, really believe in that. I was just talking to someone about that because a lot of people don't understand, like, you can do something for somebody as a favor, but sometimes it doesn't always have to be you getting something immediately right then and there but relationships are so key now mentorship i can also speak to that because my mentor is now a colleague of mine but she's still my mentor but i've gotten a lot of opportunities because i mentored under her and i learned and i think that's very very key to understand when doing anything in terms of business ownership or entrepreneurship you got to listen and you got to learn 
No matter how much you know, no matter how many followers you have, no matter how much money you make, you still have to listen and learn. And it can, your mentor could be someone who may not receive as many accolades as you, may not even made enough money than you, but you can have a different mentor in different sections. You can pull from each of those, those places of different people. But my mentor, she's gotten the opportunities to work in with her under her still on major projects to where I'm being exposed. And then from there, I'm meeting new people where I'm building more relationships for my own repertoire. So it kind of goes hand in hand for my own personal experiences, but it's just with both of those experiences in terms of mentorship and relationships and partnerships, excuse me, it's being humble and learning how to work well with others and learning how to listen. Cause you have to have all of that to, to, you know, be successful in having a mentor and being a mentor as well as understanding the relationship, the partnership. Um, a great partnership example is Megan and I. So we're like the unlikely pair to where people, you don't see two black women all the time doing things, being successful, but we're both in our own different lanes when it comes to our businesses and our work. And I think we've learned each other and we respect each other and we pay each other. And if not, we trade with each other to where it makes sense. And so it's a respecting that's really, really prevalent to that. And if someone says they can't do something, you can't get mad, just say, okay, and move on. So I say off to say partnership, Partnerships and relationship and mentorship, excuse me, go hand in hand for me. So many good points. And y'all, you just can't be afraid of free. You know, I know that you don't, you don't get to see the free work. That's the thing. Like you think that nobody else is out here doing free work just because they're not telling you that they're doing free work. Everybody is out here doing free work because you have to, you know, you got to show people what you're working with before they're going to pay you to do anything, you know? So that is just part of it. Even though people don't talk about it, you better believe people have built careers off of internships, off of, you know, volunteering, off of doing, bartering, you know, like you, you definitely have to be willing to, to invest your time, your skills, your services, all of that. Um, but nine times out of 10, it comes back to you. You know, it's not a waste um, of your time. All right, so B, this is my last question. I love asking this question because I get so many good answers. So I'm excited to see what you got. If you had to write a recipe for success that only includes three ingredients, what would those three ingredients be and why? Ooh, I would say a dash of humbleness, um, a sprinkle um, oh, this is so hard. Okay. You have to always be humble. Most definitely the go-getter, a go-getter mindset, no matter what it is, just a go-getter mindset, get up, get it, get it done. And I would say the last thing would be, it's a long, it's a long ingredient. It's the most healthiest one that I would say works in my case. No matter what they say that you can't do it, do it, but do it 10 times better. So that's a whole chunk of it. So being humble, a dash of humble, a dash of go-getter attitude and go-getter mindset. And thirdly would be doing what they say you can't do, but doing it 10 times better. So I love things. it. Words to live by. B, I have truly enjoyed this conversation and I know my listeners appreciate all of these gems that you've been dropping. Please let them know where they can find you online and how they can connect with you on social media. 
Absolutely. So on social media, you can connect with me on Instagram at B-E-E Brown PR. And then you can find me and learn more about my agency at www.thebeeagency.com. And that's it for me. Stay buzzing. <laughs> this has been another game-changing episode of Confessions of a Workaholic, meant to empower and encourage you to get that ass to work. You already have everything you need to get everything you want if you are willing to do what it takes. I love you. See you next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.